let's blow fat vape and fucking motorcycle, bro. Motorcycle, bro, blow <laughs> fat vape. Motorcycle, bro. <laughs> yeah, bro, let's blow fat vape. Motorcycle, bro. It's Wednesday. That's right. It's October 21st. I love the 21st. I love the 21st, the 23rd, the 25th of every month. What is your point? I mean, like my birthday is the 23rd and my niece's birthday is the 23rd. And then like the 21st is like the podcast where we agree with each other about conspiracies. Why on earth would I agree to do this? Live from the City of Roses. Am I Snapchatting my vacation wrong? This is LAAF. What's he talking about? What's he talking about? Oh, well, thanks for finally joining us. Can I get you a drink? A cranberry scone? An emoji? With Grace Faye. I would snort her dandruff. Jesus Christ, woman, you shit with that ass. And the town malcontent. Jimmy McCammon. Jimmy's a bad person! His only crime was that he had courage and spoke his mind. He's an idiot. If you like high adventure, come with me. If you like the stealth of intrigue, come with me. Let's just go in and do the best mediocre show we can. Uh, Twitter, I ate a salad. A uh, pound sign, I'm cool. Hear ye, hear ye, hear ye. This, and you greenlit that Tom fuckery, is L-A-A-F. Take it down. Uh, no wonder I identify with the underdog. Uh, if you want to, if you want to support the podcast, go to L A A F. Wait, wait, no. Go to Patreon.com/slash L A A F and follow us on the thingy things at L A A F Podcast. Yes, and also the Facebook Hangout Group um, L A Podcast. What is it? Oh my God, that's for insiders only. Oh, but that's you guys. That's you guys. L A oh, yeah, Podcast. All seven of you can come and sign on to L A A F Podcast Hangout. Whatevs. <laughs> on the Facebook. Yeah, no one can find it because no one can spell whatevs properly. Okay. Are you guys onto the mask fashion? Like uh, oh today boy. I matched my mask to my peasant blouse. Like I got them both from pinupgirlclothing.com, which is a local Burbank business. And I had a spiderweb mask and a spiderweb blouse. And you can get like the cherry dress with a cherry mask. Like, But there's so many different kinds of masks. You could do silk, which is more breathable. You can get the ones with the nose thing. I mean... I just got like a lace one that can cover a boring paper one, but it's like black lace. So it goes if it's like a more elegant evening, you want to have your satin mask at hand, you know, and then like just a casual kerchief if you're doing like more of a cowgirl look while working out. But um, this is a serious podcast and we have leading <laughs> intellectual lights of political philosophy on the show again oh, today. Yes. Joining us again today. That's right. By pre-recorded <laughs> interview. Spike Cohen, the Libertarian uh, vice presidential candidate running with Dr. Oh, Joe Jorgensen. Goodness. I'm in political love with her. I want her to win. She absolutely will not. Um, hey, the wow. internet could do crazy things. She could, like, Twitter could blow up overnight and be all like, a Jorgensen! I so mean... So who knows what could happen? I just think it's cool to support... Uh, the underdog and everybody's picking on me all the time everybody's trying to start a fight with me everybody's always trying to get up my ass about something you're six feet tall you're trying to tell me to wear a mask you're trying to tell me to wash my fucking hands I don't want to wash my hands wear a cute mask Jimmy like you know I mean accept and adopt to you know the prevailing culture just give in just go along and sell out honey alright fine I will um the other things we have coming up today... They'll uh, never sell out. Well, all the bits. Of course I won't. 
I would never dream of it. That's why we have this podcast, so that Jimmy can um, <laughs> yell about not selling out. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's, but except you joined me because I was like, oh, it's really weird not yelling at anybody. Oh, <laughs> well, that's what I'm here for. It's only fun if you're yelling at someone. All right, let's play. Okay, so uh, here to uh, here to overly mansplain everything um, today. I am your host, Jimmy McCammon. You can uh, you can find me at the Synthetic Unlimited on Instagram. At the Jimmy McCammon and all the other things. He's the Jimmy McCammon, the Synthetic Unlimited. Hey, I mean, yo. he goes there with the the before. Hey, yo, if you can spell Synthetic Unlimited or McCammon, you're welcome to follow me, <laughs> motherfucker, but you can't. All right. I'm they not, can see it right there in their iTunes and their in SoundCloud. It for the followers, I'm in it for the truth. Um, I kind of believe him. In a moment, we'll get back into our uh, our interview uh, with Spike Cohen. Such a good name. I mean, Spike Cohen, wow. Is Spike his given name? I mean, that is... No, it's like... Um, it's really I think iconic it's, um, sounding. Oh, what did they name Mr. the three Cohen, boys? President there's Cohen. Ethan, there's Joel, and there's... The problem is Cohen is like Smith. Everybody's named Cohen. Wait, so this is two great director's names put together. It's like Joel Cohen plus Spike Lee, like um, in one. Well, uh, Google Google Spike Cohen. It gives you his real name. Um, it gives you his real name when you did that. Did I mean Spike Jones? The whole political Jeremy. Uh, Jeremy's his other one. Jeremy's his name. Yeah. Um, and I was I was excited to find out listening to him on another podcast. Just some other facts about him. We'll get into it later. Well, who wouldn't grab a chance to get out of this burg? And now. Listen, everybody. I want to make an announcement about something. The LAAF Podcast presents... Today, Junior! Is today, is today even a thing? Well, hell yeah, today's a thing. Uh, yeah, it's a pretty important day. I mean, today is National Reptile Awareness Day. National Reptile Day, today. Oh, here's one that's kind of a Joe Biden thing. International Stuttering Awareness Day. I wonder if he's addressing that today in some of his speeches because he's it's pretty cool that he's been able to overcome that. Did you see the young boy who spoke for him in that um, video? Yeah, and I 1,000% expected him to lean on that way more. You know, like, I mean, everybody can identify with having something that they're not good at. Um but uh, more important than that, it's National Back to the Future Day. What? That's a day? That's a, like from the movie franchise that that's a day? I think like every popular movie has a day now. You know, it started no. with the May the 4th be with you. So there's <laughs> levels just... of these what day it is because sometimes the government. Okay, here's one. Oh, I'm sorry. Stuttering Awareness Day is tomorrow, Thursday, October 22nd. And it's also National Nut Day. So those are just for, for you to think about for tomorrow. Oh, I Get plan on almonds. having one. Mm-hmm. A, a peanut? Moving on. <laughs> it's National Pets for Veterans Day. And it's National I like that. Check Your Meds Day. That's, everybody. That's, that's a thing? Today's a thing. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Check your meds. Did we miss, um, uh, uh, yes, International Day of the Nacho, ladies and gentlemen. So every food has a day now. There's donut day, there's nacho day, there's 
every Spaghetti food day. and every movie. Hey, I'm a big fan of nachos, and I'm I'm down with this one. The International mm. Day of the Nachos, October 21st. It's one of America's favorite Tex-Mex treats, and you get permission to eat nachos for a full 24 hours. What do you like on your nachos? Um, you know, I like to go old school with the drizzly uh, cheese mm-hmm, sauce. Mm-hmm. You know, and of um, have to. While it's cool to go fancy and have the chopped up meat, um, if you have like nachos that have the ground beef on them, like I follow an account on Facebook, right? And it's called White People Making Mexican Food. Oh, oh my goodness. Or it's a page on Facebook called White People Ma- I highly recommend it because it has the most horrible looking and indeed the picture for uh, on the National Day's calendar for National Nacho Day is some horrendous looking, mm-hmm. but it's a Tex-Mex. Applebee's yeah. nachos, yeah. It's a Tex-Mex dish anyway. No no Mexican would okay, ever make else? you anything with chips on it. Okay, so but what um, else goes so on top? So the ground beef, um, you got the guacamole. Sour cream. You got the sour cream. Salsa. Pico de gallo with a lot of tomatoes. That's yeah, well, I, like. I mean, I just like the stuff in the jar, the dirty, dirty La Victoria. Let's go. Mm. Saucy. I think I like a more upscale nachos. But I just like the idea of giving, I, I like the idea of giving Americans carte blanche to eat nachos. This says, Cilantro. you get permission to eat nachos for a full 24 hours. So I, I imagine that means also nonstop, that you mm-hmm. can just go at the nachos all day, nonstop. And so, then just have an almond the next day because it's National Nut Day tomorrow. Yeah, so get your defibrillator out, everybody, and uh, heart attack pills. Support your local restaurant because, you know, maybe they're dining outside. Maybe they just opened for indoor dining. Maybe they're and doing it's, Remember, takeout. it's International Nacho Day. It's not just America. So reach out to your friends across the pond. This is LAAF. Uh, And so I'm interested if you, like, support direct election reforms so that the voice of the people in terms of, you know, candidates case like you guys, candidates case like Bernie, you know, who are very popular but don't uh, get get basically pushed out of the system will will have an equal chance. There are a lot of reforms that I support. I think that the biggest one that I would support is something called ranked choice voting, uh, which allows people to not just have to choose one candidate. They can choose instead. They can rank who their preferences are. Now, they can choose to just vote for one person if they want to. But if, for example, uh, someone likes us, but then they like... Uh, I don't know, the Green Party candidate second, or they like the Constitution Party candidate second, or they like the Republican or Democrat uh, candidate second, or they like one of those candidates first, but like us second uh, or third or whatever, they can they can rank, you know, the first, you know, two, three or four uh, uh, preferences that they have for that um for that pick. And what that does is it, it allows for the weighting of choices instead of just all 100% of your pick going to just one candidate. Uh, that would allow people to be able to safely choose. Uh, so, for example, if you believe that, uh, you know, if you believe in the idea of the, you know, having to pick this so called lesser evil and that if you vote third party, uh, that, you know, you're, you're potentially losing the ability to stop the, the, the larger party candidate that you don't want to win by having ranked choice voting, you could give your top vote to us and then your secondary vote to, you know, to that candidate that you would rather win than the, than the 
the other major party candidate, or you could do the opposite. You could give the you could give them their top vote and then give us your second vote or whatever else. Regardless, uh, it will allow for people to be able to vote more in line with what they actually want instead of voting out of fear of, of who they're afraid might win if they don't vote for someone else. Um, so that's a big reform. I also like the idea of the mail-in voting. I think there are many good things that come from it. Uh, number one, uh, by sending out votes, uh, ballots to everyone, it will encourage people who haven't, who are registered but haven't voted in a long time to vote from the you know comfort of their home. Uh, and to be able to have time when they get the ballot to be able to actually research the candidates instead of having to figure out who they want when they're walking into the voting booth, knowing that there's, you know, however many dozen or hundred people standing in line behind them. Uh, I also like the idea of not having to have an election day on a single day. Um, that uh, The entire reason that we vote on a Tuesday uh, is because, and, and only on that one day, is because back in the day, most states only had one uh, polling location, which was usually in the capital of that state. And so uh, Tuesday was two days time after after, uh, you know, someone would go to church, they would then take their wagon uh, to the, the state capital and uh, and, and you know, and, and have their vote there. Well, I mean, none of that even makes any sense for us anymore. That's 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 not even a concern for us. Uh, I think it would make sense to have a few days of voting to allow for people who, if they do want to vote in person, and for most people who actually have to work on a Tuesday, to be able to, uh, you know, to be able to make, uh, you know, be able to choose from the day that they want to vote. I, I think there are quite a few things we can do to make uh, the elections more accessible to the average person, uh, but also to uh, to give give them more flexibility and more choices in how in how they're able to vote, who they're able to pick. Are you through? Yes. We heard someone has a birthday. And now it's time for famous birthdays on LAAF. Mm, I ain't tryna, I ain't tryna, I ain't tryna, yeah, ain't tryna be cool so, like you. So, yeah, I'm more cool ideas from Spike Cohen, vice presidential uh, libertarian nominee, out there on his bus tour, had the uh, had the kindness to call into the LAAF podcast and give us a nice long interview going into depth on a few really cool ideas, especially this idea of ranked voting, um, where like you're set, where like, you know, you would rank your candidates and your second choice. Um, I mentioned that a little bit on Monday where, you know, I was like joking around that, uh, you know, if, if Guy Manley didn't get my vote, then Joe Jorgensen would go check out Guy Manley 2020 on Twitter, by the way, <laughs> such a handsome candidate and six feet tall. Don't you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, uh, gonna hear a little bit more from Spike coming on later in the show and, uh, just enjoy everything he has to say. Um, and, uh, you know, if you haven't checked out Joe20.com yet, you know, go ahead. It's worth checking out as much as the other two big candidates are. Um, what yeah. do you think of uh, yeah. what Spike had to say? Well, I like to hear about the mail-in ballots, you know, and especially, I guess, the numbers are higher than ever in terms of voting turnout right now. Um, people have already mailed their absentee ballots, so there are a lot of early votes in. So my friend that I just hang out with today just sent her and her boyfriends at a... Um, I don't think she's at a post office. There's like a drop off near a library or something like that. But I have seen those fake ballot boxes. I've seen a ballot box. And then I was trying to figure out which of those were It's basically the GOP ones left by um, the GOP party in California. There were all these fake um, ballot boxes left near gun stores and all of this. And they got in trouble. That's another thing that's been happening this week. But 
we'll hear from Spike soon. And um, we do have to say today, happy birthday to Doja Cat. We had Doja Cat on last week. Oh my god! We gosh. didn't have her on, but we played her music. This is her song, Happy Birthday, Doja never Cat. Never say never. Yeah, happy birthday. All the birthday. good rappers these days are women. I gotta say, boys, you gotta get like your that. game together. Mm-hmm. Well, it's about time, you know, in, in music and all kinds of things for women to say what they want. But I want to say happy birthday, October 21st, to Carrie Fisher. Um, so, I mean, Carrie Fisher and Debbie Reynolds, guys, that was four years ago. So it was right after, right after that election when Trump won that we lost Carrie Fisher and Debbie Reynolds within one day of each other, right? Uh, December 23rd, 2016. So Carrie Fisher, known as Princess Leia from Star Wars, Incredible Woman, um, suffered a medical emergency on a transatlantic flight from London to Los Angeles and died on December 27th. Later that afternoon, Reynolds was pronounced dead in the hospital. She was 84 years old. She was Carrie's mother, married to Eddie Fisher, who um, basically... Basically, Elizabeth Taylor stole Eddie Fisher from from Debbie Reynolds. Anyway, well, um, if you had a husband in those days, Elizabeth Taylor definitely stole <laughs> him from you. But I mean, my God, I, basically, Todd Fisher, um, who was um, Carrie's brother, said that the um, Debbie Reynolds said that she would like to be with Carrie again 15 minutes before she had a severe stroke. So this is a mother that was like, I will not leave my daughter. I mean, it's just, it's shocking because it reminds all of us living our life on earth that death and illness and connection through family is so mysterious. I mean, they're both such incredible, famous people, but a couple of quotes from Carrie Fisher, instant gratification takes too long. Resentment is like drinking poison and waiting for the other person to die. She had a very indulgent attitude, you know. Well, she's an alcoholic, a recovered alcoholic, and wrote a book about it and was very open about it. That's part of the, you know, the political work she did in a way that was like something she was an activist about, um, speaking openly about mental illness and pill addiction. And yeah, just incredible, uh, beautiful actress. Also, happy birthday to Judge Judy, though, who makes $50 million a year after off of that show somehow. <laughs> I mean, Judge Judy, she's iconic. There's only one judge. I like When I first moved to L.A., I was in, I think, Judge Ross, America's Court with Judge Ross' oh, yeah. show, and I was, I was like the snooty, like, um, upscale white woman who... Um, was complaining about the manure smelling like poop on my lawn and oh. I lost my case and so I got totally stretch schooled. For you. But in any case, what I meant to say is Judge Duty's really the one court that court judge that we remember, you know, of all those those other court judges. Okay, so now more from Spike Cohen. Do you think automation eventually? I mean, I, I'm, I'm wary of it, but I see a world where it finally works and, and becomes a thing that makes the vote more inclusionary, you know? I think it can, but I just fear, you know, uh, there's the old quote from, I think it was Stalin who said, uh, you don't have to, uh, you know, you don't have to uh, control. I, I'm, I'm going to butcher the quote now that I'm, I'm, on the, I'm on putting myself on the spot to remember, remembering it correctly. But basically... You know, you don't really have to. Uh, the most important thing is to control who's counting the vote. You know, you don't have to get the the, the voters' vote if you control who's counting it. If you have a, a machine system counting it, 
uh, I, I, that would concern me. But I mean, there are ways to have a a you know a secure system and a blockchain system that would allow you know multiple parties stakeholders to to you know make sure that it's being done in a in a in a you know a forthright. Yeah, I feel like it's an in, a, a, an eventuality. You know, once it's actually perfected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, once it's perfected, and 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 more importantly, I think the most important thing would be to de- be able to demonstrate that it's actually like that it's it, that it can't be corrupted. Uh, but yeah, I mean, my my first impulse when I hear it is just the horror of you know the idea of someone that could just you know completely rig the system from the top. Um, but you know, I, we just saw with the with the um, you know they tried to automate it during the Iowa Democratic caucuses, and it was a total mess. Uh, and there's been a lot of allegations that it, it resulted in a in a in a fraudulent outcome with Pete Buttigieg winning. Um, so I, you know, I I I, I tend to be somewhat wary of that. But yeah, in theory, if, if you could have a, an automated system that could have, you know, be an open source system that people would be able to, to, you know, anyone could monitor it and be able to check and make sure that it's, everything's on the up and up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it kind of leads me to thinking about the electoral, uh, electoral college. It's thought to be a sort of a pedestrian view sometimes, but a lot of people um, talk loudly sometimes about abolishing the electoral college or reforming that somehow. Uh, do you think that's a, you know, do you think that's an effective way to count our votes? Here's the thing. I, I, I hear and understand both sets of arguments. The argument against it, obviously, is that, you know, we don't have a one person, one vote system. If you live in a smaller uh, a smaller population state, your vote is counting more than someone in a higher population state. I hear the argument for it, uh, to, for keeping it that, you know, if you got rid of it, that it would just be a handful of cities that would be deciding all of our elections and that it would be leaving out you know, more rural voters and things like that from really taking part in the system. I, I, I tend to lead towards the the argument that any system that is telling one person that their vote matters less than another is probably not a good system. But whether you're for or against it, when you look at what would actually have to happen to change it, uh, it would require a constitutional amendment. And when you consider that it would require Senate, two thirds of the Senate to vote essentially against their own interest because most senators uh, are in there as part of uh, the electoral system that is based on each state getting two senators whether they have you know a hundred thousand people or a hundred million people in the state uh, I, I you know I don't see it happening uh, which is why I tend to focus more on real uh, much more feasible electoral reforms that could give voters a lot more choices without having to try to expect two-thirds of the Senate to uh, to you know uh, amend the Constitution with that said I, I think that that's definitely a a good and robust debate that needs to happen and, and, and maybe in the future it could change absolutely if only it like leads to some reform of that body hi everybody it's Grace Fay the popular one. Hey, when these two finish mansplaining the government to each other, I want you to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at LAAF Podcast. I've never seen such monumental inefficiency. This is LAAF, the podcast, not the acapella group, although they're awesome. Check them out on Facebook. Everything sucks. And now, the LAAF Podcast presents Today in History. All right. Well, wow. Joseph Stalin, those who vote decide nothing. Those who count the vote decide everything. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, Spike Cohen, for that insight and that quote. 
um, a little bit more about those ballot boxes in California. Yeah, please. Um, the California officials said that the state Republican Party has agreed to no longer deploy unstaffed, unsecured, unofficial, and unauthorized private ballot ballot boxes, and that subpoenas have been issued in an investigation. Although they insist that it's still, you know, by the book, and that they're delivering them to the counting offices, but. Yeah, there was one that was like set up in a church that the whole story was, well, the pastor is doing a community service by taking these ballots to the polling place for these people. And it's like, uh, I don't know if that's the pastor's job. There's a whole church state thing that we have going on here. So do we need to go put a big ballot box uh, in Skid Row? Like where, where do the Democrats put their ballot boxes, you know, in... We yeah, right next to that line. We um, don't basically right next to that line that forms outside the DMV. <laughs> oh yeah, there you go. There's a common man every right working there. person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every working person has to stand in that line. That's a good one. Happy birthday to the Guggenheim Museum. Oh wow! Opened in New York City on October twenty first. 1959. Oh, yeah. Love the Guggenheim. I mean, come on. I'm from Connecticut. Did we go there when we went? No, we went to the Met. That's right. But the Guggenheim is so a modern art museum, and it's a big white spiral, and it's incredible. She, um, was like, she was like, I'll take you to the Guggenheim. I'm like, I'll have nothing to do with that disgusting rat pit. Take <laughs> me to the Met, I said. <laughs> I have a gown picked out already. That's yeah. where they do the fancy parties. That with is the where gowns, they do the, the Met Ball at the Metropolitan finally. Museum of Art. Yes, 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 yes. I mean, I assume <sighs> those museums aren't open. That's the thing. Actually, I went to a museum today um, to ne- to uh, Heritage Square, um, which is pretty cool. It's in Los Angeles, uh, Heritage Square Museum. It's an outdoor museum where they have a lot of old Victorian houses, which they've pulled from Lincoln Heights and Boyle Heights and Pasadena. Um, houses built from 1850 into the early, around the turn of the century. Um, though the inside of the museums are closed now, you can go and walk around, and they're having a bunch of fun Halloween events too, like haunted house You can walk tours. around the outside? Yeah, they're beautiful. Victorian homes and um, an old church. Anyway, museum exams, indoor, outdoor, all that stuff. We should be able to go inside places. Um, today in history, let's see. Um, I, I agree. I mean, I really want a massage and I don't know where to get one. I don't think I can get one inside or anywhere right now. Uh, well, they're like um, they're like 80 bucks, right? Well, like 60, 70 bucks. Yeah, 80 with tip, sure. Uh, yeah, I'll take 80 bucks. Uh, oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. 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 Nineteen sixty seven thousands protest the war in Vietnam. Hey. Yeah. Back it, in time. Protesting's back, everybody. I hope yeah. the people that I hope the people in the sixties realize that we're we're in a we're in another uh, golden age of protesting. There's protests everywhere for every reason. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm all for it. I love that Spike said they turned their event into a, a protest. Hey, here's an important one on October 21st, 1949. Uh, Harry S. Truman appoints the first female federal judge in the nation. Got it? Yes. Say it back to me. Oh, then no. This is very nice and companionable. You're listening to LAAF. Yeah. Here we are back with Spike Cohen. The 
Second Amendment rights. Most of my audience, I believe, uh, is in favor of Second Amendment rights, but can also sort of be talked into, you know, for the community's safety, some common sense, uh, you know, legislation to prevent violence. You know, should this be handled at the local level, at the state level? You know, what are your feelings about that? Well, we think that we absolutely support common sense solutions to reduce the violence that is coming from the actors who are most likely to cause violence. And that is the government. A government agent or police officer is uh, several dozen more times likely to kill someone than the average gun holding citizen. And I, I think we often lose that when we're talking in this debate of having the government decide uh, who is, quote unquote, fit to own a weapon or who what types of weapons are quote unquote okay for the average citizen to own when that same government who has a very murderous and sordid history when it comes to gun violence uh will then turn around and buy whatever military type equipment that they want and stick us with the bill for it uh we do not support the idea of the government being a good arbiter of who, who should or should not be able to use weaponry we think that it is uh completely immoral for a, a an organization with a history of mass murder and mass theft to tell the rest of us how we can choose to defend ourselves and our, our loved ones and our families i i can also give some real world examples why we're against uh, you know these gun controls. Uh, I've been to Black Lives Matter protests that the week before had been tear gassed out, uh, pepper sprayed, uh, everyone there rounded up and charged with uh, with charges that eventually are, are dropped because they were flimsy charges that were just to get them off the off the street or out of the public square. And uh, and uh, they come the following weekend, but some people show up with guns. And suddenly, no one's tear gassed, no one's pepper sprayed, no one's thrown in a in a in a in a paddy wagon and sent to jail for the weekend. And it's it's incredible what happens when there's just a little bit of equalization of the balance of power there. Uh, on the other side is uh, I've seen what happens uh, the difference between uh, communities where people are allowed to own weapons and where they aren't allowed to own weapons when it comes to things like what happens in the in the in the in the midst of some of these protests where opportunists will use it for an excuse to take advantage of the fact that the police are already occupied with the protests and they'll engage in you know looting and rioting and that kind of stuff and the uh, the areas where the public are able to effectively be armed against that that doesn't really happen because the people there know that if you try to break into someone's home or business there's a good chance you don't walk out of there uh, another example is mass shootings uh we see where mass shootings happen they happen in places where guns aren't allowed uh they happen in schools they happen in uh in in churches that that don't allow weapons they happen in uh movie theaters they happen on military bases where military personnel are are unarmed are not allowed to be armed and where there might be a, a handful of security guards there they happen in the places where the shooters know that they're likely to be the only person there with a weapon and if you want to kill a lot of people you want to make sure you're good with the soft targets are you'll notice that there aren't any mass shootings at gun shows or at gun rights protests uh, or at uh, you know at, at shooting events, they 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 don't do that there because they're likely to to you know not be able to kill anyone except themselves in the process. Uh, I can give an example of two different church shootings. I live in South Carolina, which is where the uh, Mother Emanuel church shooting happened. Uh, Dylan Roof walked in and was able to casually kill 13 parishioners and then saunter out when he was done. Um, 
he killed them because he is a racist who wanted to start a race war. But the reason he was able to do it so casually and easily was because Mother Emanuel Church at the time did not allow weapons there. And so he knew he was the only one there that would have one. Uh, there was another church shooting in Texas last year where someone came in with a gun and tried to do a mass shooting. Uh, he started firing and uh, several parishioners got up, pointed their weapons at him and killed him on the spot. I remember that. Gun control is the difference between a mass shooting and getting mass shot. And my thought on this is that we have seen what government telling the American people, uh, telling the people what they can do to be able to protect themselves and their loved ones, what it leads to. It leads to government having much more imbalance of power, uh, which has led to things like police brutality, has led to things like uh, government abuse of power. Uh, we do see that the areas there is a direct uh, uh, a direct correlation. Uh, or we, we obviously can't prove causation, but there's definitely a direct correlation between uh, urban areas that have or metro areas that have more gun control and uh, metro areas that have more police brutality and, and government corruption in general. Um, and we also see how it just makes us less safe from those who would try to harm us. So, no, we don't support gun control. We think common sense gun control is the American people armed with whatever weaponry they feel that they need to have to protect themselves and their loved ones, getting together and deciding what we allow the government to own, which is the opposite of what we have. Yeah, it seems the very, you know, the very, very basic um, properties of the libertarian uh, platform, you know, apply to it as they apply anywhere, which is, which seems to be, and it's sensible to me, you know, which seems to be, is this power uh, better in the hands of the administrators or better just in the hands of the people? And so there's always, exactly. there's always a powerful argument to be made that it's better in the hands um, of the people. And like I said, it sounds like common sense to me. It doesn't sound radical. Um, I hope a lot of people in between now and election day are able to, you know, to hear your message because you guys make a lot of sense. Um, how can, what's the best way to, uh, to follow, support the campaign uh, in between now and then? Uh, absolutely, man. Uh, so the best way to support us, if you like what you heard, uh, go to joe20joe20.com. That is our campaign website. Uh, anyone who wants to sign up to be a volunteer, there's a volunteer form there. Um, and if they want to, uh, if they're able to make a contribution, they can make it there as well. We, unlike our opponents, we don't receive any crony corporate funding and we don't uh, you get any federal matching funds. We don't rob you in, in, in income taxes to help pay for our campaigns. We rely on the generous donations of supporters uh, to be able to do our campaign because we don't believe we're entitled to anyone's money. Uh, we believe we have to earn it. And we also don't believe that we should be taking crony corporate funding because we actually want to smash the system that is made them so wealthy and powerful to begin with so why would we take their money um so yeah if anyone is interested to find out more joe 20 is the website uh, or you can follow me or uh, joe jorgensen uh on uh, social media any pretty much anywhere facebook youtube instagram twitter i'm on tiktok for the kids uh so uh yeah and uh anywhere spike cohen or joe jorgensen on social media uh, or our website joe20.com all right, Spike. Thanks so much for coming on. What's the next stop? I'm curious. Uh, so we're actually flying to Houston, Texas tomorrow, and then we'll be doing a couple of Texas tours. Uh, and then we'll be in Arkansas and then in Iowa and then in St. Louis. And we're, we're going to be when, when all said and done, we will have visited either 47 or 48 states. Uh, you just need to add a drummer and you'll be a rock band. I'm telling you guys. <laughs> I, it feels like a rock band schedule every once in a while, man. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I appreciate you coming on. I know you got a lot more engagements. I wish you the best of luck, um, and uh, and we'll be watching. Thanks so much for coming on, Spike Cohen. Thank you. Wow. Well, what an honor to get a vice presidential nominee. I mean, Jimmy, that's a coup. This is this is a new stage in the in the podcast, I would say, and pretty exciting. A lot of fun and uh, just a really smart guy, really articulate and, uh, you know, knew his subjects well. Um, and I just like I like this uh, campaign because they're sticking to their principles. You know, I mean, there's some things that may, you know, I, I disagree with them on. You know, the gun it, control. Well, thing. It, it seems like they're all in favor of you know the the platform itself is all in favor of you know local control and local measures and stuff like that. So uh, I'm down with that. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a par- it's of paramount uh, importance that you know people's children are made to feel safe where they're at, and and um, I'd say our approach is phys- philosophically to that. Are, it's it's very philosophical. Different. Yeah, definitely they are. I mean, so just for those of us who don't really know what the Libertarian Party is about, which I didn't know very much from Wikipedia, they seek to maximize autonomy and political freedom, emphasizing free association, freedom of choice, individualism and voluntary association, a skepticism of authority and state power. So that's all good. It seems like they also uh, they oppose um, jailing for drug offenses. They support all drug legalization. Um, they've been waffled a little with abortion, first saying that they support the right to abortion, now saying that they don't think the government should pay for abortion. Right. Um, but the thing with the gun control, at least on this website that I found, is that the libertarian party is pretty extreme in other words they don't want any gun control which to me i am not for i think we should definitely be regulating and and registering these guns and we should also limit um you know certain guns that can kill many many people so it was a little triggering for me to hear him talk about you know people getting up and shooting the the people who come through the door and you know i'm i'm for gun control that's you know, I'm not saying take away everyone's guns. I'm saying take away the automatic weapons and and definitely register these guns because they're saying here on this site for libertarianism, um, we oppose all laws requiring re- registration of firearms or ammunition. So I mean, I, I take the Democratic Party stance on that, but I hear you. And you know, yeah, in any I hear case, you. just you know, uh, a healthy disagreement and discussion of these issues is what it's all about, and just to have a really great you know, a powerful person like that on here who's out there doing the work. And, you know, I, I, I can see a lot of his point on a lot of these issues, you know, and it's interesting to hear his take on, um, yeah, on police brutality. And, and I agree with that. You know, I do think that, yeah, policemen kill more than normal people do. I, I still think we should regulate some guns, but this is my personal opinion. And, uh, yeah, I know who I'm voting for. Do you guys? I appreciate uh, Spike coming by and being on the show, and uh, we will see you guys next time. He's the only honest man I've come across in this town in 20 years. Naturally, they want to hang him. Small emotions, greed, and the loose thinking of everyday life. This is LAAF. A licensed driver and a dedicated doctor. <clears throat> Phil viewer. The show was great. Hi there, LAAFers. Hmm. You've probably noticed that all of our commercials are fake. 
That's because we get all of our support from you, the listener. Sign up today and get all the exclusive membership benefits for as little as a dollar a month at patreon.com slash L-A-A-F. We'll have to suspend your membership. I'll invite myself. 